Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and excited for another episode on our uh, partnership with University of South Florida's Vinick Sport and Entertainment Management Program, presenting the Sports Biz Building the Next Generation series. Really excited for today's guest and Shelly Wilkes. Uh, she is the president of the G League team for the Lakeland Magic, uh, the affiliate of the Orlando Magic. And uh, Shelly will dive into kind of everything around work-life balance, time management, organization, some of the cliche skill sets, but we're going to put a little different spin on it and uh, excited to, to dive in with Shelly and, and her career path as well. So Shelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Let's dive in real quick, just so our listeners kind of understand uh, where you came from to get to where you are to be the president of the G League team in Lakeland. Uh, you're, you're Orlando through and through, right? Yeah, so I actually uh, went to the University of Central Florida, the DeVos Sport Business Management Program there, and was fortunate to be able to work with the Orlando Magic organization uh, through that uh, partnership with the DeVos program. And I know that the Vinick students get to work closely with the Tampa Bay Lightning and quite a few other organizations. So uh, that was my foot in the door. And so really grew my career with the Orlando Magic, started as a game night staff member um, in game entertainment and moved into a ticket sales role, uh, stayed there for a couple of years and really found my passion in the marketing game ops side of the business uh, and grew up uh, doing all the fun stuff, got to open the Amway Center, got to produce an all-star game, uh, travel the world a bit and produce some NBA games. And so tons of fun there and then um, got the opportunity uh, in 2016 to launch the Lakeland Magic, um, our G League team. You mentioned fun and, you know, I think I always think back to our co-host Pat Gallagher. He calls it the fun business. It's not the sports business. It's the fun business. And, you know, you do get to have a lot of fun, but uh, it does take a lot of hours and a little bit less pay than other industries per se, right? And, and ultimately, uh, it takes a lot of time management and, and balance as you're kind of rising through the ranks, uh, you know, cutting your teeth with the different roles that you had. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's interesting because, I don't know, there's an old adage that if um, you're loving what you're doing, you're not working a day in your life, right? And there's definitely that, but uh, to put a more clarity on it, it's really hard sometimes. It can be uh, really challenging. When I was younger in my career, I definitely, um, my life surrounded working. It was where all of my friends were. It's where um, my social life was. Um, and it was a ton of fun. And it still is a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun growing up single, young in the sports industry. And we, um, we were also very good uh, with the Orlando Magic during that run. Uh, we had a finals run in there. We opened the Amway Center, as I mentioned. Then we started to uh, play some international games. And so I got to be a part of all of those things. Um, and through that time, um, got married and now have two children. And so your time management in life really shifts and your priorities really shift after building a family. So the things that I kind of learned through my career um, and that I would say I'm still learning, I'm learning every single day, but is the biggest thing that I knew I needed to work on was delegating and 
giving other people opportunities. I have always kind of been the person that um, if you ask me my greatest skill set, it's just getting stuff done. It's finding a way. And I used to do that by putting my head down and really just finding a way. And it served me well. I, I worked really hard and got gained a lot of trust within the organization. Um, but you can't do it all alone. And I needed to start relying more heavily on my team and the people I worked with, um, all of my peers. And and giving up some of the control. And I think that's sometimes the hardest part for um, people that are high achievers and, and work really hard is to give up some of that control because you always think you can do it the best, but that's not the truth. Um, we always are better together. Uh, that's a great Simon Sinek book, if anybody hasn't seen it. Um, so it is uh, better together. We are uh, stronger uh, working with teams and that's really, the way time management comes into play. I mean, your life in sports, um, you know, typically in an enduring season, if you have two or three games in a week, you're in the office at 9 a.m., you're home at 11-ish, and you're back in the office the next day at 9, and you're doing it again. If you're in baseball, it's even crazier. I don't know how they do it. Um, basketball's crazy enough. So um, you're having to really manage that time, but at the end of the day, it is working with the team well and then one of the harder lessons i learned i think was figuring out how to find time for myself and i know the things that i need to do to be a better person to be a better friend to be a better leader uh, and to be a better teammate in general and those typically have to do with uh, me having time to read or listen to podcasts and first and foremost probably working out is my stress relief and my time that I get alone. And so if I don't make those things a priority, kind of everything else falls apart. And that's really something I learned along the way and made that a priority. And it has made me um, a better leader and, and a better teammate. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to clarify, you know, you, you were talking about the delegation piece. It's, it's not that you're working less, right? It's, it's that you're working smarter, more effective and ultimately letting the team that you build um you know allow them to to take on more to take on you know more responsibility and that you know ultimately uh, each person kind of manages their own priorities right that ultimately flow to the top so when you think about well, go ahead well yeah i was gonna say like once you get um people who are starting out in their careers it's you know it's learning on the go. I mean, there's a lot that we learn in school. And I think that one of the greatest things that I learned specifically in our graduate program was how to work in a team, how to uh, get, get projects accomplished with people who are at different levels of commitment. And so uh, you're going to find that in the workforce as well. And I think that we just, when we work better together, and as you get into a leadership role and start delegating tasks, the leader should really be able to have time to provide greater strategy um, and and lead the team in that way. And if and and in my case, what I was doing is I was just trying to do everything because I you know wanted to just get it done faster. I didn't want to take the time to teach other people. Um, but we weren't growing. We weren't being innovative. We weren't finding new ways to do things smarter. And so that is really where that delegation comes in as a leader is making sure that you are 
finding ways to get your team involved so that you all can continue to grow so that it gives that leader more time uh, to provide vision and direction. Well, you make a great point. And, and as a leader too, also understanding that everyone has different priorities, right? Your priorities might be different than the people you manage who are different than the people that they manage, right? If you're young and single, your, your priorities are a little bit different than, you know, yours are currently, right? And so when you think about um, understanding uh, different people's priorities and how, you know, work gets done at certain hours, right? It might, you might have to leave the office early at 3.30 uh, because of your kids or, or different responsibilities, but ultimately you're going to get the job done and it might be at nine o'clock when you're not in the office, but you're still getting your work done. How, how have you seen that kind of uh, adapt over time in the sense that, you know, it isn't just the nine to five stuck at your, you know, desk, making sure that you're there and getting stuff done then. Now it's a, it's a lot more adaptable in the sense of you just got to get it done. Yeah, I mean, look, we are in a time in the world, and uh, many of the students that are going to be listening to this uh, have grown up with technology their whole lives. You know, that kind of shifted and evolved since I've been in my career where we're connected 24-7. I truly believe that we bring people into our team uh, to provide direction and vision, and we give them the, the space to really do their jobs. When they do their jobs isn't important is important to me at all as we accomplish the same goal we're all setting out for. So for me personally, life is a bit crazy. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So, and I also am still living in downtown Orlando and I commute into Lakeland. So for me, I get into the office around nine, but I have to leave no later than 5 p.m. and sometimes earlier to make it home for dinner, bedtime, etc. And so it is, and then if needed, I'll jump back on at night. I'll respond to what I need to respond to or get some other stuff done. But I don't put a certain expectation. You know, our typical office hours are nine to six, uh, but people have lives outside of that. And I truly trust our team to do the job they've been hired to do. Uh, the, the piece that does come into that from a leadership perspective and another key learning that I've had along my career is accountability. And it's about holding people accountable to what you've hired them for. If you give them the space to do their job and they're not meeting your objectives and your goals for them, that's a conversation and maybe it's not a right fit. And then you have that conversation and figure it out. Um, but I really do believe in flexibility in time management. Um, to me, family is above all and that will always be my priority. And I, I instill that in our staff. I mean, my whole staff knows both of my kids uh, they know my husband. They're at all of our games. Um, we're currently speaking during uh, the COVID work from home situation. Uh, I would say my kids are on every single Zoom call I'm on. Um, everybody knows them. They're either screaming or hanging on me all the time. And it just is what it is. And so it really is just they have now become a part of the Lakeland Magic as well. Um, and I'm fortunate that uh, my team is patient and uh, understands the situation that I'm in, and, and I would afford people the same thing. I think uh, for me, having kids have made me a better leader. It's made me much more empathetic, and it's just made me um, really understand everyone is in a different situation. We all bring our whole selves to our jobs, our whole histories to our jobs, and to fully understand um, every individual has their own story 
and we need to be able to work within those stories to really get the most out of people. Yeah, I love what you said earlier about making sure you had time for yourself. And I think that that's a super important point to hit on in, in that, you know, we all get wrapped up in, you know, either the title, the logo, the, the game, there's always something to do, right? And, and even at the, even in the work from home environment, you almost feel like you never stop working because there's just always something more that you can do. And your laptop's right there, you know, your phone's right there. There's, there's always something that's going to ping you or notify you, right? And you can't get away from it necessarily. But being able to, you know, figure out what some of those other passions are outside of work, and it's not just sports, you know, maybe it's yoga, you know, to your point with working out, or maybe it's, you know, cooking or something totally different, right? To kind of get your, your mind off of work so that when you are in work, you're, you're effective and you're ultimately uh, managing your time correctly because you're not thinking about other things. Yeah, you're totally right. I think that, you know, we cannot work uh, 24 hours a day. I don't even think we can work eight hours straight. Like that's just not feasible. And we're, if we are trying to do that, we're not going to be getting the best out of ourselves. And so taking those times to uh, really invest in yourself provides clarity and creativity. I mean, going for a walk outside and clearing your mind of all of the craziness, you may walk back into the office and, and be like, I just thought of this great thing we could be doing, how we're going to solve this sales initiative or how we're going to solve X, Y, and Z. And that's because we sometimes have to step away from just being in the grind and doing what we're doing so that we have some clarity. I mean, that's why people have um, in a lot of companies, uh, they have the opportunity to take a break um, and take a six week hiatus and go off and go into learning, um, a learning mode because you, you will come back a better person and, and more open-minded. Uh, for me personally, uh, we got the Peloton and I'm literally addicted, I'm addicted to the app, I'm addicted to the bike. I, everyone thinks I work there because I promote it so much. Um, this is not an ad but it is so great and it really has um, helped me with just staying clear, finding that time for myself. Um, and then I'm able to, to be better for everybody, for my family and for my work family. We, we all know you're trying to, you're trying to promote so that you can get the bikes for your players. Right? I mean, that's <laughs> sponsorship. Deal. I mean, come on, right? Like we're all, we're all in the business. Something. I, I mean, I don't know how many people I've referred to get the Peloton, but they have given me nothing, not a towel, not a shirt, nada, but I still love it. You know, when you think about, it's funny because there, there's always different ways to compete and you were a student athlete, you know, you, you, you're constantly around the game as well. When you think about the competition piece, um, you know, are there things that you do with your family to compete uh, that kind of gets you away from the game? And, and still allows you to kind of remain in that competitive mindset. You know, what's funny is I am competitive, but not like that, I guess. No board I games? am more of, what'd you say? No board games? I mean, we are, we, so here's the thing. My husband was also, also a student athlete. He wins every single thing we ever play. It's super annoying. So I think it's probably shifted my competitive nature a bit because it's so annoying that I'm like, it's not even worth like getting upset about this. I'm very chill as a person. Um, is I have finally started playing Catan with him. 
Um, and Katana is really fun. I didn't like it at first because it was like the guys night game and I didn't want to get involved in all of that. And then I learned one night and I was like, oh, this is great. And I won. So I feel like we're on a little bit more even playing field. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to win against individuals. I'm more of like a team uh, competitor as I want the Lakeland Magic to be the most successful G League team uh, from a business standpoint. I want us to win a championship as a team. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of like individual, I need to be the winner. Uh, it's interesting even when, you know, I've been fortunate to be recognized for some different things, which is great and awesome. But at the end of the day, I've never done any of this by myself. I have always been surrounded by great people. I have always been surrounded by great leadership and mentors. Um, and I can't take credit for myself. Um, I, I have worked hard and I have um, been a great part of teams, but I've also had great people around me to lift me up. So that's where when it comes to this like competitive nature, it's really funny. Like, yes, I want to win, but I more want to win as a team. I want, I want us to win. Yeah, there's definitely more satisfaction when you can get a group to accomplish something as opposed to just yourself. And when you think about, you know, the organization as a whole and, and what it takes to bring people together to all buy into one goal and one mission, uh, you know, when you talk about priorities and, and balancing those across everyone, uh, it's not an easy task to get people to buy into to the same thing, right? I mean, when, when, when you think about um, ultimately how many, you know, let's just take a hundred people, for example, the amount of diversity in those hundred people from what their lives look like outside of work, you know, what their pasts were, uh, what they enjoy outside of work, what they enjoyed about work, right? It's all so different that, uh, that presents a challenge in itself. Absolutely. I think one of the you know, it, there's always going to be office politics and there's always going to be, um, you know, people who have individual motivations, right, in a company. And I think, I think it comes down to leadership, culture, and how that is being built. One of the first things I probably ever learned uh, that stays with me to this day with the Orlando Magic is as we think about our actions, within our individual role, we need to think, be thinking about it as organization, organization first, department second, and individual third. So really is what you're doing at the end of the day, making the organization better. Um, there can cross you know, departmental disagreements and what does it make the most sense for the organization? If the organization's values and visions is laid out clearly, um, which has to be step if that is laid out clearly, all decisions should funnel up to that. Um, and so I really think that it comes down to leadership, making those decisions, going back to what your core values and your vision and your mission are as a company. And if we are in line with that, then let's move. If we're not in line with that, then let's fix it and have a conversation around how to make it better. I think I'm fortunate, um, one, to have come from the Orlando Magic culture. So we, Alex Martins came in as our leader. He's been with the organization a couple different times, but has been with us now this time around for, for quite some time. Um, I would say probably 14 or 15 years and really led the charge to change the culture of the organization to excellence, innovation, 
uh, and legendary, like one of our key um, values is legendary. And we really took all of that when we came into Lakeland. And I'm fortunate that I have a staff of 16 people. So uh, having a smaller staff is a bit easier to, to mold, to say, this is our culture, this is what we are about, and this is what we expect from everyone. And then it's up to the leaders and each other, quite honestly, it doesn't even have to be leaders, it's peer to peer, holding everyone accountable. Um, to what those visions and that mission is. And we try to do it on a daily basis. I would say nobody's perfect. And obviously you're having to reset and, and find places that um, you need to fix and get better. And I think that's what we're all striving to do every day. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, getting better every day. And, and that's obviously, it can be cliche, it can be thrown around all the time. But if you have, you know, if you're intentional about it, um, there's some days that you make vast, you know, improvements. And some days you might even have setbacks, but you're going to continue to try and strive to be better. And so as you think about how you organize yourself, uh, which is, I'm sure evolved over time, or maybe there's something that you started, uh, you know, when you were a student athlete that you've, you know, held on to, um, you know, you mentioned technology at the beginning of the episode and how that, you know, changes how we work. Uh, how does it change how you organize yourself, whether it's, you know, being a student of your calendar or um, just the, the different ways in which you can truly stay organized as best as possible? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I use um, Outlook like crazy. I mean, my whole day is scheduled. Again, right now we're working from home and we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And my husband and I also use the Apple shared calendar for our family, both right now and outside of right now. And if we didn't do that, it would cause a lot more fights in our life. But currently we live on a calendar and it's shifted. Have to be on work calls. When do I have to be on work calls? And then it's kind of broken out and 30 minute increments of activities for three all long. So we really, um, and I really live uh, on the calendar. I plan my workouts on the calendar uh, so that I um, am, am holding myself accountable to getting those done. And then from an organization standpoint, from a task management, we actually just shifted to using Microsoft Teams. And there's a really great planner tool in there uh, that helps you kind of manage what you're and what tasks for that specific project are assigned to others. And seeing that workflow on a day-to-day -day basis uh, has been really beneficial for me uh, to kind of see it in one place. And I would say everybody has their own thing. Like everybody, some people, I have staff on my team who still have a paper planner and that is where they put all of their notes and it's how they keep track of everything. And I think everyone just has to find the thing that works for them uh, to best manage their life. For me, it's what is in my iPhone calendar for my family calendar that syncs with my work calendar? And if all of that is in line, then we are in a good place. Yeah, the, the technology certainly can help uh, as opposed to carrying around the, the notepad. But like you said, you know, people, people are wound a little bit differently um, and everyone works, you know, in a, in a different style. And as you think about you know, how you can, you know, you mentioned teams and, and how you can organize, you know, your workflow even more so now than ever where, you know, you don't have people duplicating efforts. You don't have uh, people spending time on things that they shouldn't, right? And ultimately can become a, a better and effective, more effective team. 
are there are there a couple things that if you were sitting back in grad school you'd go man this is this is really interesting i should be thinking about this in terms of how i you know play my part in in an organization when you do get into the organization and and you know have to uh, implement you know different uh different styles of work or or time management organization Yeah, definitely things that I wish we had now. One of the classes I took at UCF um, was a finance class. It was an accounting class, but it was basically learning how to use Excel, which for anyone that has not deep dived into Excel from a financial standpoint needs to do that because it is to this day one of the greatest skills I learn. I teach people still how to use Excel well. Um, but from a time management organizational perspective, uh, there's definitely things that I think, one, you're learning in grad school right now, um, different technology and different ways of doing things that people in the workforce aren't because people generally do what they're used to doing, right? They change is hard for everybody. And so even us shifting to Microsoft Teams, again, I'm on a team of 16. I, as the leader, decided this is what we're using. We're no longer using Slack. We're no longer using all these other tools we were using um, because everything can live in teams. So me as the leader, I can shift everybody. Now, the Orlando Magic staff, much larger, also trying to shift everyone to teams. There's a bit of resistance of people going to teams because everyone's used to doing it their own way, finding their own tools that they want to use. Um, but we know as a pro productivity and ease of file sharing, and, and there's just so many chatting. The greatest thing that I think is coming out of kind of the Slack world and teams in general is the reduction of email. And that would be, you know, something for students right now to like think about is how do we better communicate um, in a more organized fashion that's not email constantly um, because it's overwhelming. It's hard to respond. Um, it gets lost in the mix. And even to the, sometimes the chat functions on Slack and Teams can get a little bit messy as well. And so there's something there about communicating well uh, amongst a group of people and how do we keep that organized uh, that I still missing. Yeah, I mean, the communication and, well, what's called effective communication is so important. Uh, and understanding that just because it's a new shiny tool and there's something else that we can do to communicate with others doesn't always mean that it's it's better or more abundant, right? Uh, it's, you, you have to use it wisely. Otherwise, um, like you said, you kind of get that overstimulation of there's so many things going on. You know, you got your text, your phone, your email, your Teams chat, you know, this, that, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stuff that can go on at the same time. As you think about, you know, let's, let's wrap this episode up, you know, from an email standpoint, I think that's something that a lot of people are curious about is like, how do you manage your email? You know, a lot of, some people do it via folders, some people flag, I'm a big flagger. Um, I will not go to sleep without my email at zero. Um, you know, I might flag some things and I know I have to get back to it the next day, but I, I you know, I don't like the blue dots, you know, how, how do you, how do you go about your email? Yeah, I am. I strive for inbox zero, but I don't definitely don't go get to it on a daily basis. I might get to it every three weeks, but 
My inbox zero. I ha I read every email that comes in. So I have, I know everything that is happening. Um, and then I, I file all of my emails. I have a, a file system, but it's only after I have um, taken action on whatever I needed to take action. So anything sitting in my inbox uh, still needs a response or still is waiting on whatever that project uh, that needs to get done is there. Uh, but yes, I use a very extensive file system. Um, right now, the IT would probably hate me because I need to archive a lot of folders. But I have everything from like the 2017-18 season filed by many different uh, categories and then 18-19, 19-20, and now 20-21. So everything, and I don't throw away very much and it's been extremely beneficial because everyone's like, what did we do such and such at this time? And I'll be like, let me go in my folder and here it is. And I can pull it up and know exactly what happened. So I am a huge believer in keeping emails in a file system. I um, am freak out when I see people's phones that have like thousands of unread emails or text messages on their phone icons. And I just, I get anxiety when I it's see like that. I'm like, how are you not? You're a panic attack. I mean, just. How, how do people live? I don't I can't even sit with like one red dot, even if it's like a random app I never open. If it says one next to it, I'm like, what is that even about? And I have to go clear it because I don't understand why it's there. Um, but yeah, I'm a person that needs to read everything and uh, file it away. And I try to respond as quickly as possible to most things. Uh, the one piece of communication that I'm terrible at and I need to get better because I know that it is a huge part of um, the business world is LinkedIn. I'm very bad at responding to messages on LinkedIn. I'm very bad at engaging on LinkedIn. Um, it goes back to it's the one thing that's just not as a big of a priority for me. So, you know, I have all of my uh, work technology and then, you know, I have Instagram for to get lost in and then Twitter to get news. And so it's just, I'm like, LinkedIn, there's one more thing. And I have not managed and mastered the uh, responding to people well on LinkedIn yet. Well, if that, if that tells you anything, it's just about priorities, right? And, and ultimately, uh, again, each one is, each priority is different for everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm someone who only has LinkedIn, so I just prioritize that and I don't have any other social media. And so there's different ways of going about it. And uh, ultimately, just how you spend your time and, and enjoy your days, um, trying to get better every day. So Shelly, as, as we Jake, finish the episode- are you saying Wait, are you saying you're not on TikTok? You're not doing some like cool savage dance moves on TikTok? No, I'm like the most, you know, I, I, I'll be vulnerable here. I'm probably the most old school 26 year old there is. Uh, TikTok, no, no Instagram, no Snapchat, no Twitter, no, I don't even Facebook. Gosh, that was like high school. I mean, geez, I, I'm LinkedIn only, LinkedIn strong. That is hilarious. I don't have TikTok either. I'm really, I really am only on um, Instagram and Twitter. I'm not an avid user, uh, an avid poster of an either. I am purely a voyeur um, on both of those platforms. The only, the only way I know that TikTok exists other than knowing that it's a, you know, a, a big, a big thing from a business standpoint is that I've got a group chat with about 16 different people and all they keep doing is posting TikTok things into the group text. <laughs> what is this stuff? I mean, 
holy cow, you know, you can just get lost in it. So um, I don't really know either. The NBA had somebody from TikTok on a, a call the other day and I was like, okay, that was very informative. I don't, it did not make me want to go download the app, but I get it-ish, maybe. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's you know, I, I compare it to esports. It is this gigantic growing business where people watch other people play video games. And I'm not a huge fan of that, but there's millions and millions and millions of people who are, uh, and, and, you know, more power to them in terms of, um, priorities and everything like that. And, you know, what they enjoy. So I think there's, I think the lesson we can learn from, from today's episode is there's something for everyone, right. And, and how you, you know, how you prioritize your time, how you spend your time, uh, you know, as long as you, uh, to your point, make time for yourself and respect others, I think that's all that matters. That's right. That's what it comes down to. I think um, the the biggest things for me are uh, be a good teammate and uh, know that if you do that, if you are a good teammate and you worry about yourself, uh, everything in your career will work out. That's awesome. Now I appreciate appreciate the the last uh, piece of advice for our listeners and and Shelly, just want to thank you for being a part of uh, today's episode <clears throat> with our partnership with the University of South Florida's Vinick Sport and Entertainment Management Program, presenting the Sports Biz Building the Next Generation series. Really enjoyed the conversation and certainly look forward to the next one. Okay. Thank you so much, Jake.